Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bingo. All right, we're live. Officially. Okay. <clears throat> we've never done a podcast. I was going to say, yeah, tell me. We? I think we might have done once. But... Yeah, it didn't turn out because nobody great. turns up. Yeah, yeah, it didn't yeah. Turn nobody out comes. Up. <laughs> like, what's the sort of like time zone difference? Like, what sort of time is it over in? Like, I, I mean, I imagine like Joaquin and the people that watch us is, is are they in America? Is it American? I think so. So that would make it like eight hours uh, after. So, so it makes it we're eight hours earlier. So it makes it pretty damn early in the morning for them. It makes it like five, five, six o'clock in the morning. No, earlier. What am I doing? Earlier than that. Um, it's like 4, 4 a.m. Right, yeah, yeah. So Essentially, we probably won't have a single viewer in the chat today. Unless they're new and they stumble across us. Well, I, I think our usual time is... No, it'll be in the afternoon, because I think our usual time... We're, yeah, we're, we're forward, so they would be eight hours behind, so it should be like midday, ah. so around midday time. Okay, that makes a bit more sense. Because um, our, our usual time, I think, is quite early for a lot of the Americas. So, yeah. Way. What uh, what was this in the chat that you put here? Um, in in our Discord chat. Uh, any way to reduce delay between us? And even though there was a delay between us. Yeah, there's a bit of latency. I, I can tell just by the way. What, sometimes when I respond and when you respond, us. Don't have to worry about it right now. But ah. I mean, there I must be something like we can a, do in Discord to speed that up. I guess it's just a Discord thing, though. It's just that is just delay. I mean, it's it's not going to be perfect, is it? We're we're streaming online and talking to each other. But no, I know. But you know, other podcasters manage to get around it, so there must there must be a way. Discord Nitro, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I don't I don't understand. I don't understand Discord that much anyway, let alone Discord Nitro. I don't know what would happen if I I don't know what Discord Nitro is. Isn't it like unlimited like posts to like channels and stuff like that? So it's like if you're like a really like active member. I I really don't know. Can you not do that? Is that just not like a thing you can do? I don't know. Discord's a bit of a scary place for me, man. I don't know too much about it either. Obviously us just being console plebeians um we don't know too much yeah. about um discord and stuff you know i basically just use xbox party chat or msn you know so msn <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a time what a time man msn messenger what does it even stand for i don't know uh it's gotta be like multimedia or like yeah multimedia something network I don't know what the S is. Sexting. What is like like SMS? What does that stand for? 
like SMS texting. I don't know. What is the? You're asking thing? some very hard questions today. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. It's got to be like podcast. media. Media. Late episode network. Come by. Media spunk network. At least that's what we use it for. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I used it for. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gotta be what it's for, right? Okay, right. We're live on socials. Bim bam bomb. Let's get this show on the road. Let's do it, man. Because yeah, it's we don't want to go too late our time. Otherwise, I might fall asleep. Oh no! And as much we can't as have that. Our entire audience wants that to happen. I'm not going to give it to them. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything if you fell asleep. I would just keep the stream going. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Too bad you're not the fucking. I'm not the, the producer. I'm producer. not. The words yeah, slipped no, my mind there. You're right. <laughs> you're not the guy. Yeah, you're not the, the guy in the chair, dude. You're not the guy. Yeah. All right, well, let me know when we're jingling and I'll get us in. Oh, and we'll shit. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, we, yeah, we're just, <laughs> just sitting in dead air. Like... Yeah. <laughs> okay, wicked. Uh, okay, great. Brilliant. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to episode 79 of the Quick Resume Podcast. Um, this is a late episode than usual. So if you're, well, I mean, early, it's all relative, really, isn't it? Life, just general, the cosmos, it's all kind of Get it back relative. on track, dude. Get it back um, on track. If you're, if you're right, if you're right. <laughs> anyway, so, so if you're here, thanks for coming. Um, my name's Deck, and over there, having a big swig of his probably cup of tea, if I'm guessing, because I know him so well. That's Tim over there. Yeah, that's me. I don't drink caffeine. Or lots of caffeine past eight o'clock because I'm not a wild child like this guy over here. You're not a wild child. Well, no, but you could, like, there are other things you could have been drinking, but I know you so well. But I knew it was not going to be like a malt drink, like milk and honey. You ever had any of that? No. no Although you, I have you did have a green that. tea face. Yeah, I still drink, I still drink green tea, green teas and like flavored teas and stuff like that. Yeah, I still, I still do that. They're good for you. Good on you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I should probably have more because I just like the feeling of something warm going down my gullet. You know that. Uh, there's no way you didn't say that with the intention, right? There's no, no way. I didn't. Really, you said that warm, with no other drink. context. <laughs> no, no. There's nothing else to. There's nothing else to interpret from that tea we're talking about okay. anyway yeah yeah i probably should I, I, I knew like do you ever have like horlicks anything like that uh no most of the time it's like the um wait horlicks what do you mean is that just horlicks a type is of like tea? a it's like a tea mate it's like a nighttime no no it's like a night it's like powder it's like a nighttime malt drink i think it's oh no, no do you know no. What? it's one of those types of nighttime drinks that's meant to help you sleep no, no, I've never had anything like that. No, no, I kind of just, yeah, green teas. Uh, sometimes have like a hot chocolate. It's quite nice, especially this time of year. Bit of whipped cream, some marshmallows, dude. Goes a long mm. way. No, don't some come at me. I'm just like a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a grown man drinking hot chocolate. Don't come at me. Don't you listen to him? No, don't, don't tell him. No, yeah. <laughs> fed up with people throwing stones fine, at me dude. this. <laughs> happens more often than you think. Yeah. What? The stone throwing or drinking the hot stone chocolate throwing. as an adult? Jesus, I'm sorry. That's yeah, right. Look, if this happens again, if any of you do it, you're going to have to go through me. All right. And I might look 
like it's a small hairy nerve he doesn't have it together yeah and you're right you're out of shape, you're out of shape however <laughs> and i'm out of shape however i'm quite long and yes, that's so. quite intimidating in the dark yeah. of night like especially when i'm stood in a like a yeah. dark corner his silhouette will quite fuck frightening. you up yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's genuine. Frightening. as long as you can't see any of my defining features <laughs> and like it's so horrifying <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right well i guess we should probably talk about something uh relevant to the show um yeah it's been a, it's been a quiet week tim it's been a quiet week but that's okay because they've all been they're all you know pertinent poignant Words. subjects you know they're all they're, they're, they're i thought i could get a third p but it, it's i probably could at the top of my game purposeful but, you know, it's, um, a bit like okay yeah i would take that as well purposeful um yeah, uh, they're all good topics. Is where I'm going, going with this. Okay. <laughs> people, people like people join in like, oh, these two. They can't get to the fucking point, can they? Yeah. yeah. Twenty words later, and they're still thinking of synonyms. <laughs> can't um, start the show. So, uh, yeah. So, so let's just you know, let's dial things back a notch. Tim, how's uh, how's the game, brain? How's it going? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's going. It's going. Um, I've got a lot more time in my hands at the moment um with recent news that i won't dive into but i am now unemployed so um (laughs) it didn't end like that messy i'm not like out on the streets or anything like that i'll be fine but basically i've just decided to kind with it happening so close to the end of year i've kind of just decided to just sort of chill out for december like enjoy a a nice christmas take a bit of a breather and then just sort of hit hit the job grind in January. So I think most people, even if I were to like apply something this week, by the time they get through all the stages and everything like that, I don't think people are really going to be hiring to the new year at this point anyway. Like, let's be real. Everyone's winding down. Um, everyone's got holiday booked off, all that sort of stuff. So, um, so yeah, I thought I've got a bit more time. You know, I'll start playing some games that I haven't really played or maybe chip away at my backlog. <laughs> Good one, right? I don't chip away yeah, my that's backlog. I start my new games. I started Octopath <laughs> Traveler. And I don't finish them. <laughs> oh my god, you didn't. <laughs> I did. Fuck's sake. Finish Elden Ring. Fuck you. No. <laughs> never. I will never finish that game. Um, yeah, so I started Octopath Traveler. Uh, for those, mm-hmm. I have talked about it in the past. I did start it briefly, but like I proper dove into it this time. I'm about six hours in. Um, did you play on Cloud? I have played it on cloud in bed. You're you'd be so proud of me, and I got an achievement and everything. <laughs> My man, it was such My a revolutionary man. moment where I was like, yeah. "This this can be done." Cloud gaming is a thing. Um, yeah, but I'm yeah, happy for you. yeah. So um, yeah, I've been playing that, and uh, it's glorious. I'm not gonna lie; it's it's an absolutely it's good, yeah? phenomenal game. Um, the like, especially the world like the world building and like the just like the graphics the art style the lighting in that game as well like the lighting on like the pixel art in that game is just oh it's like breathtaking like some of the places you walk through um yeah and it's like it's not fully voice acted but like a lot of like the main quest lines are voice acted and the voice acting is so good in that game like it's it's amazing i'm surprised they put so much effort in considering it's just pixel characters talking well, like it's it's really good. Do you um, know if it's if it's a dubbed game or is it just English? Is it just an English game? I would imagine just English. 
I, I don't think it's dubbed, but okay. Um, cool. But yeah, I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, but yeah, the voice acting is great. Um, the music mm. is like breathtaking as well for like all the places. Like it changes depending if you're in a town or in the wild or in battles. Boss music, boss music is like it's like kind of Elden Ring standards, a little bit worse, but it's so mm. good. Um, so I'm thoroughly very like that. like, like grandiose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like super, super, like um, yeah, just kind of intense. Yeah, like pianos and all that kind of shit, like a proper orchestra yeah, going yeah. on. Orchestra, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like um, a game awards show. Yeah, exactly. Starting on that. Um, not yeah, again. Like... We talked about that enough last week. No, I promised I wouldn't speak about it again. Yeah, good. Um. So yeah, so I've been playing that. Um, I did play a bit of Elden Ring, have made some progress on that. So it's not completely in the bin. Um, and then I think that's about it, to be honest. I don't think I've really been playing much else. Um, Pokemon, I've kind of decided to, as much as I'm enjoying it, I've kind of decided to put it down for a little bit. In the oh, I forgot you got that fucking game. <laughs> yeah, like I'm really enjoying it. And I got like my whole party to like 40, level 40. And like I've, Nice. I've given it like a a decent chunk, but like there's quite a lot to do in that game. Like I'm only like three gym badges in, or like four gym badges in now. So like, and I think I think with everything going on, I'm just gonna leave it in the hopes that it might get patched and it might actually run above 15 frames at some point in my life. Um, can only hope. Yeah, because yeah. it's starting to give me a bit of a headache playing that game. Um, so yeah. So that that that's kind of my game brain. Um, what about you? Awesome. That sounds that sounds good. That's a, a nice variety. And you know, I'm kind of like vibing for like something turn based right about now. I don't know why. That's good man. <clears throat> Just something easy. I mean, I like I am like I've still got Persona like in the background somewhere, but you know, my, a bit busy in the moment. You know, uh, I think I, I think I've said to you before. I, I'm starting a new job in January. Like that's going to be very demanding for a year. Because uh, I'm doing uni alongside it, um, but so anyway, but like, you know, I'm still playing God of War <clears throat> right now, and having a good time with that. That's lovely. That's kind of picked up a bit now. I'm happy with where that's at. I think the first 15 hours were were they were still good. Like the game is still great. Like, but like I I do have some some real nitpicks with that game like bigger nitpicks there than i did with the first one and i spoke about this on a previous episode so i'm not going to go into that again but yeah still playing that and it is great it is good i don't know where ultimately i'm going to end up scoring it but it is is very very good i'm having a good time there um i don't think i played anything oh i guess we finished ship of fools right oh yes we did play that that there was something else where i was literally you muted your mic to sneeze and i was like i think that's everything i'm playing but i thought i was like i'm missing something ship of fools yeah that's the one no, wacky. Uh, and I tweeted about that. Yeah, I know. He's throwing a shade, isn't What's he? Naked, Turns up right? in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I did tweet about this. Uh, I'm trying to like, I don't know exactly what I said, but I said something to something to the effect of you know about Ship of Fools. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a near perfect carb game. Like you know, Very we, we finished that and we were like, we were like, I really can't think of much wrong with that. We had like one or two bugs. Yeah. Uh, like one of them we did have to hard boot the game for uh and you know if it had been at a bad time it could have ended a run but thankfully we caught it early and you know we just rebooted um 
I think yeah. we had a bit of a problem. There was like one enemy type that we thought was a bit, a little bit annoying, but ultimately not too bad. And what was the third thing? Oh, there was a little bit too much amb- ambiguity with like some of the the signs and the UI. Like it was cute to begin with, but then as you got more and more into it, like the game would show you an icon or it would show you like you'd get an item and it would pop up on the UI for a second. Yeah. Um, and then it would disappear. And then it was not the end of the world because one of you can pick it up and you can drop, you can redrop it again. But ultimately it just like was a little bit annoying here and there. But like these, these are such tiny little yeah. flaws. Like it was a really was one of the best like indie carp games I think I probably ever played. It was just fun. so concise and fantastic. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a real good time. Um, yeah. The gameplay was crispy, phenomenal. Uh, it was funny. Um, yeah, like the art design and direction was great. Um and yeah. yeah, it just it just had some really good like um some really good roguelite elements and stuff like that, you know, that I we we'll probably go back and keep playing it as well because there's still so much to unlock. Um but yeah, like the whole like currency spend your money system and upgrades on your ship and like what like what to spend your money on back at base. There was always lots to buy, like to the point where I don't think we really scratched the surface with with most of the stuff um so that that was really good um yeah man it was literally yeah there wasn't really much um i could say apart from i completely agree with you with like the ui and stuff they needed just like an encyclopedia where you could read about all the items you collected i don't know if that was a thing ever yeah um yeah that's it yeah yeah. like because some of them you'd like there were there were like keywords in the game that the game re- didn't tell you what they meant. Like resonance was one of them. The guy yeah. was like, apply, you know, apply resonance to enemies. Like, what does that mean? What, what does yeah. that mean? We know it's like you know, purple, so. like, like explosion, but we don't know what it does. Like, yeah. Does it weaken them? Yeah. Does it damage over time? Does it slow them? You just, you didn't really know. We never did. I still don't know. No. Yeah, we figured out, we, we figured out at the end. It was like, um, it was like the death loop uh, chain effect, wasn't it? it like, uh, all the enemies that had resonance shared damage then. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. We got there in the end, but only because we're geniuses, you know, and we, we yeah, figured it yeah. out. At the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that gets a, a big thumbs up, big hmm. stamp of approval from me. Uh, it was only 11, it was 12 pounds down to 10.50 because it was on, I don't know. No, it wasn't on a game pass. So why was it? Just I don't know why it was discounted, but it was. Maybe, yeah, I don't know, but it, yeah, it's bloody brilliant. Yeah, totally recommend that as a as a quite a short co op roguelike game. Um, all the synergies and like progression in it was really good as well. We had like a couple of builds going, didn't we? Yeah, like the the build that we won the run on was like amazing. We had like sniper cannons, and then we got like which typically beans. have short like clips, and we got beans which makes the clips bigger, so we can do more with it, and then they bounce around, and yeah, we just kept adding stuff to it. Yeah, it just it worked for for as novel as it was because you're just on a ship you know you're in a ship and you attack by firing your cannons out um and you can like you have like a paddle then you do you know, if anything boards you but hmm. like that's how it kind of works it's just quite novel and it just works really really well yeah just really really impressed uh, had i thought a great it time. was a smart idea for like tempo based combat um to only have two cannons for a four for a four cannon spaceship so you pick up yeah. and place the cannons where you need to do it so like if enemies are only on one side or whatever, you have to pick up the cannon, move it onto <laughs> a different part of the ship, put it down, load it, do all that. So that created like a lot of like good, like um, 
rush moments and panic moments whereas if you just had like cannons on like the both sides of the ship and you just run to them it's it doesn't really work as good um yeah I yeah thought that was right. a good, good decision to make to do it that way yeah different then different characters with different specializations and you could have different roles if you wanted to and then you like you know yeah. you'd, you'd build your roles around each other based on what was dropped in the run so yeah just 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 cool i think I, and i still think that there's it really just crystallizes my uh thoughts on like co-op roguelites or even like multiplayer like competitive like roguelites um being a re- like really uncharted territory that, that hasn't really been explored that much yeah um but i think there's there's something there for sure there's something there and these some of these games are just scratching the scratching the surface yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah <clears throat> Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think there's nothing else. I think I've been playing. It's just God of War, uh, Ship of Fools with you. I think we played a couple of games of Overwatch. I got to the end of the Battle Pass, so I'm now a Cyber Demon. Cyber you know, Demon. got that title. Let's go right in time for the season two on on Tuesday. So that's pretty pretty hype for me. Yeah. Okay, Tim. <clears throat> so let's start. The the first I, I've got a number of honorable mentions today because like some of it's like fringe Xbox stuff and some of it isn't and I can decide so you know ultimately I think you know the line is a bit more blurred today but I just wanted to start by uh, talking to you about what I messaged you about a couple of days ago which was uh, Monster Hunter Rise coming to all major platforms <clears throat> January the twentieth and Game Pass uh, mm-hmm. as well um, which was it was it was a rumor um, from Insider Gaming. And then it was accidentally reported on by I think Xbox Germany like the next day or like twelve hours later, twelve hours later or something. Yeah. Um, and then Cat was kind of out of the bag, so you know the trailer just got released. Um, but I, I kind of am really surprised about this. Like, what, what, like, what were the thoughts on on this happening? Uh, it definitely took me. Um, yeah, it definitely caught me off guard. Um, I was not expecting that. Um, but then, like, kind of the more I thought about it, like, the game did have, like, a PC port as well. And I know that, like, with that, like, sometimes it could be, like, Xbox and PC games could be quite cozy um, and sort of share the same space a lot of the time. Um, so I was just like, oh, it kind of makes sense, you know. Um, it's definitely easy. If they wanted to get it on another console, it's definitely easier to do it makes more sense to do it with xbox than it does with playstation um in that sense um with the whole like ecosystem thing um and like you'll probably be able to take like you'll probably be able to share your pc file with your xbox file and vice versa i would imagine maybe like if i I I don't know like i'd like to think that's probably a thing considering like i said like the shared ecosystem maybe um, um it has been confirmed that there's no cross save for other platforms though there might be for yeah from for... like pc to xbox and xbox to pc but not necessarily nintendo to xbox nintendo to yeah PC. that's right yeah yeah, yeah I, I don't know but i all i know is that yeah they the major platforms don't have cross save yeah <clears throat> um but yeah no it was i mean it's it's really exciting it's really cool i mean that's the one thing we always said about rise like we put like over a hundred hours into it and we really enjoyed it. Um, but we were just like, man, we wish this was just not on the switch. Right. Like it, like it could just run better on another console. It's, it's, you know, it's more comfortable to play on another console, both in like a party chat way as well. Like, Cause we always just had our Xboxes on and just 
joined Pi on an Xbox and then switched the source and played it on the Switch. You know, it was just weird. We just had two consoles on. That's right. Um, so yeah, it's definitely good that it's doing that. Is it a bit too late for us? I don't know. There's a lot coming out next year. I feel like it might be a bit too late for us to hop back and and at least put the same amount of hours into it. Um, but it definitely makes me excited for the future as well. Like it's good to see that like this sort of partnership is forming between Capcom and Xbox and Nintendo and all that sort of stuff. It's 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 nice to see. So yeah, with for sure. I, I think like. Well, like I, I've been saying for like years, but like back to back before Monster Hunter World release, which I think was 2018, I want to say. Like Sorry. I've been really scared that Monster Hunter is an IP that would be, get gobbled up by Sony. Um, mm. Like you know, if you've been listening to the show, then you know me and Tim are like really big fans of Monster Hunter, and it's one of our favorite um, games to you know play together, um, regardless of platform. Really, uh, we've been playing it back since the PSP days, and then we played it on the 3DS, on the Wii. You know, we, we kind of followed that franchise really everywhere. Um, and I've been really scared since PlayStation got really aggressive, um, you know, with their timed exclusivity that, that Monster Hunter would be one they would really gun for because, you know, it, it's yeah. until recently, it's it's kind of been a Midori, uh, you know, predominantly a, a Japanese franchise. Um, I think the, the, the maybe Monster Hunter try maybe turn that around a little bit with the Wii. Um, but obviously, you know, nothing, the, the, the tie didn't really turn until World um, in 2018. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, like, you know, to, to cap off what you're saying, yeah, I'm glad that that there does seem that, that Xbox have managed to land the Game Pass deal because uh, that shows that Capcom aren't, you know, ready to fully leave the platform behind yet. Uh, clearly, they see some appeal, if not in Japan, on the, uh, on the West, on the Xbox side of things. Um so yeah, that's that's great, and I think it, it speaks well for the future as well. Because I, I think this is the first time we've ever seen <clears throat> a Monster Hunter game do this. Because typically, mm. what's been happening is that the friend, if you don't know, the franchise alternates between uh, like a a mainline title and then a spin-off title. Yeah. Um, and the mainline title would typically be on a home console, and the spin-off title would be on a portable console. You know, yeah. so we had like. Uh, try was on the Wii and then Generations was on the 3DS. Uh <clears throat> yeah. I think there was another one. There's another one I'm I'm missing that was maybe on the Wii U and then another one on the 3DS and then World. <clears throat> there was another Generations, I think. There I was, there was exactly. a Generations Ultimate at some somewhere down the line. Yeah, that's right. And then and maybe Monster Hunter for, for no, U was that before or after for you? That's what I, I think that was before. Yeah, it's confusing. Monster oh, yeah. Hunter are very confusing, it is confusing with their releases. <clears throat> it's it's hard to follow. Um, yeah, but yeah. But point being that, like, I think this is the first time that one of the releases has been across all platforms. Um, it's a bit of a shame because ultimately it shows us that Nintendo paid you know, for 18 months, timed exclusivity on Rise, really, which does suck. But, mm. uh, you know, it's it's coming now, and hopefully that means good things for the future. Like, clearly, they're seeing, you know, they've got big old dollar signs in their eyes, and they're like, you know, we're leaving money on the table. Yeah. Might as well put it out. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really, really happy about that. Um, I do agree that the timing really isn't the best, because mm. everybody knows 2023 is going to be a bit manic. Um, even... Even as Xbox winds up, you know, we're expecting Dark Tide and Redfall, just to name two co-op 
games that would probably, you know, compete with it. Yeah. Uh, in that space in the, the beginning of 23. So, yeah, we'll see. But it re- really, really good news, really reassuring, um, especially as well as, you know, I think Capcom was one of the publishers that there were lots of rumors and talks about PlayStation eyeing up for acquisition, you know. Um, so, yeah, looking good for now. Looking, looking safe. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. I'm sorry, I've got a really good like, frog in my throat. It's really annoying. Um, there was, for the first time ever, a buy one, get one free deal on the Xbox store, Tim. I don't, it, was, it was on Ubisoft games. What? Yeah, I know. Bogoff. Can you believe it? Bogoff? That's crazy. That's revolutionary. Yeah. Never heard of Bogoff. I know. It's, this, this changes things, truly. But doesn't Bogoff sound like, uh, it sounds like a sandwich or something? It sounds like a, like a like Harry stands... Potter creature. <laughs> yeah, Bogoff. Something from Fable or something. Harry! <laughs> yeah. Harry, look out for the Bogoff. Hey, it's behind Hermione, you. I can't turn down these prices. <laughs> Just too good. Hogwarts Legacy releasing January. <laughs> January? I don't know. February? I don't even know. I can get two ones for the price of one. No, you've Harry. Al- <laughs> you've always got my <laughs> wand, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Akio, Akio bum, am I right? <laughs> Here's some Akio bums <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that happened. Um, I, you know, I don't know what it means really. I mean, I, I think we can maybe take it to mean that there's more uh, work going into the Xbox Store and how they're thinking about deals because for a long time, Xbox has been the worst like the the xbox store has been the worst with deals like the worst platform arguably Mm. like steam is obviously like right up there i can maybe not nintendo nintendo is maybe actually bottom of the barrel but typically playstation have had better deals in their store uh yeah i'm obviously not talking about subscriptions and all of that that that's obviously better value but just straight up deals yeah um maybe they're looking to kind of experiment with that Mm. um and, and maybe actually you know now that i'm speaking out loud speaking too much uh is that maybe there? This is like trying to pull people back into uh, re- like retail price games. You know, maybe they're seeing maybe. too much traction on Game Pass, and they're like, "Can you fuck? Is, can you buy something?" Yeah, maybe. You know, shareholders yeah. are expecting three trillion this quarter, and you know, we're down by five quid. It's true. A fiver. <laughs> Everyone's like, Phil, just throw in a fiver. <laughs> no! Put a bog off deal on the store. You think I made a money? Yeah. <laughs> Anything but a bog off. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's there's, there's probably fair. some some sort of science behind it of, of why they're doing that and why they're experimenting um with something like this. And it probably is something to do with with Games Pass. Um just soaking up a lot of it, it's, it's, especially when it comes to like third party releases and stuff like that. You know, ones that aren't <laughs> first party coming into. Um, it makes me really nervous. And when you're just laughing when I'm talking, dude, I like, think something wrong. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. no, something's wrong. You just remind her. I just like, can I get some Accio bums in the chat? I don't know. It's a good one, dude. It's a clip worthy, man. Yes, it's a good one. Yes, um, yes, no, it is. It is. 
but yeah especially with like third party um you know studios and stuff like that you know because first party everyone knows that's always releasing into games pass but yeah um these companies like ubisoft that are you know shared platform are probably not maybe not seeing as much revenue coming from xbox and they don't really want to chuck everything into games pass right now um because that's still it you know as much as it's proven itself it's still relatively uncharted waters for ubisoft to just be like yeah it's just throw everything games pass you know we trust it you know like you can't really do that to their margins so yeah especially with the whole ubisoft plus thing as well right you know they've they've got their that that in partnership with game pass um so it wouldn't surprise me if they're just like testing the waters to be like, you know, can we supplement the money that Xbox gives us for putting our games on Game Pass with some, you know, some some deals that might encourage, you know, adoption. You know, maybe somebody's tried Assassin's Creed Origins and they've tried Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, oh, what's that? You can get two for the price of one. Mm. And you've played them both already, so you know, they, you know, you like them, you know. I can see that being uh, a workable strategy, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. That's good. Um, maybe we should have opened with this, but you know, this is where we're at. I'm not <laughs> going to apologize for who I am. Uh, uh Callisto Protocol and Dark Tide reviews came out this week, did they not? Uh, one Dark Tide, uh, and both of them, you know, arguably underwhelmed. I think Callisto more than maybe Dark Tide, um, because that game was, you know, for a lot of people, really shaking, shaping up to be something that would be a game of the year for next year, you know, contender. Yeah. And that hasn't happened. What what's been your kind of reception to all of this? Um, yeah, so I, I would say I was pretty disappointed with the with the reviews for Callisto. Um I was expecting higher and from I've watched a couple of the reviews, one being IGN and one being I think I GameSpot or something. I can't remember, was it GameSpot or Games Radar? I don't know, something like that. Um yeah, yeah, and they—I don't know. I felt like they were being kind of harsh on it, man. Like, I felt like they were literally just like, "Yeah, it's a really fucking good game," but like, it's just kind of dead space. But you know, doesn't really do anything new. And I'm just like, well, not not like it doesn't do anything new. It does do things new, but like, it's more—it's more than just a dead space clone. Sure, there are a lot of similarities, but like hell like the the horror element is jacked up to like 10 compared to dead space from what i can tell the graphics jacked the right up the like the whole like setting i think has been cranked up and like um where it's placed and stuff like that because i think where was dead space it's on like a like a ship abandoned like the ishimura whatever it was called i can't remember what it was um but i felt like the whole like it being like a prison that you were an inmate in and it gets like infected and and then everything just goes to shit and you have to like break out but i think that's quite cool like the whole setting of that and i don't know man i just i i, I just felt like it's a bit harsh to look at that game and just just all they did was just compare it to dead space and because it was similar to dead space they knocked off like two points from it or like a point like it could have been an eight point five, but they just like knocked it down like an entire tier because they just felt it was too similar to Dead Space. I don't know. I felt kind of harsh. I, I I felt kind of bad for it a little bit. Yeah, I. Do you know what? I tell you, 
<clears throat> I, I, like I've seen a couple of, of things about the game, uh, you know, uh, but a lot of the, from what I've seen, like the big criticisms that I've seen hasn't been from reviews. It's been from like uh, content creators just putting up their thoughts. And, you know, it, it's been like story was really just like didn't come together mm-hmm. and the dodge system was fucked awful and like most of the game is like has like uh it's like a melee system the majority of the game is melee where you're you're very rarely in a one-to-one situation and there's like no indicators of where something like something's going to attack you from behind and so it ends up being quite overwhelming and and starts to get quite clunky that's what i've seen but you know following on from what you've said i I do think there is something interesting to be said about uh like how fatigue affects reviewers you know mm. not fatigue in the sense of like i'm so sleepy but fatigue in the sense of like i reviewed call of duty last year and now i'm reviewing it this year you know i'm yeah. review i just reviewed six shooters there have been so many shooters this year or oh, there have been so many rpgs this year and now i'm fatigued for this one you know and you know there's as always there's like a perpetual conversation about you know reviewers and objectivity and subjectivity and you know that really like <clears throat> on one hand it's really unhelpful to be like oh you need to be really you know you need to be you need to take your emotions out of it take your feelings out of it and you need to be objective with it because it's like what you what you're doing then like what like how like how do i do that you can't what am i I counting pixels what am i how am i am i am i listening to the hertz on the you know on the sound Mm -hmm. i don't think so that doesn't make sense so then he's but then the other end of the spectrum is like allowing yourself to be colored by things like recency bias and primary bias, you know, primary being that something, you know, you've experienced something before similar before. And now that's having an impact to you because it's the second time round, you know? Um, so, you know, there, there is, there is a middle ground there, which I, I don't think you can really nail down to an exact science, but I do think there is something to be said about that. You know, but like, I don't doubt that there were some reviews that were influenced by the similarities, not only to Dead, Dead Space, but with a Dead Space game literally coming, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. a Dead Space remake coming in the next four, five, six months, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Soon. Yeah. I think it's literally coming yeah. out like February next year or something. I think it's like the was first... It? first it's definitely the first few months i'm pretty sure it's either it's 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 march or before yeah so uh yeah that definitely didn't help it um just people knowing that's right around the corner and i'm sure ea are you know rubbing their little mitts together now like like, you know it's reviewed fine it's sitting on a 76 you know which is which is perfectly good you know and uh, if i've heard people say a lot of good things about it as well still um but, but I'm sure EA are confident that they can come out as the the the, the definitive Dead Space game. You know, because yeah. Callisto had an opportunity to to dethrone it as you know the the definitive Dead Space. But maybe we'll just need to wait for a sequel now until it kind of has its uh, potential fully realized. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So then the other side of this was Dark Tide, which is currently sitting at an open critic of seventy-five. It's been a game that I've been well, we've both been looking forward to for a long time. It's it's long been marketed as an Xbox game. You know, it's timed exclusive as far as we know. It's day one on Game Pass. It's come to Game Pass PC, but you know, all we've got on an Xbox version is that it's coming shortly after. Who knows when that is? But by the sounds of it, we might be waiting a fair bit longer for this now because mm-hmm. it's quite buggy. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a real shame um, because my hopes. If you asked me six months ago what Dark Tide was looking to get, I would have said like mid eighties, 
um it's easily yeah 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 easy a but then and even with like kind of recent previews i was just like this game still looks like a banger like nobody was saying bad things about it and then it just came out like of nowhere and it's just like this game actually is kind of really buggy and it doesn't really run very well and it's just like it just makes you think what kind of like gameplay slices they were giving out here um yeah because yeah it's so weird that in my eyes and everyone else's eyes the product just took such a drastic dip and then it didn't surprise me at all when it settled at like a mid 70s in the end which is very disappointing to um past him you know (laughs) past him was quite disappointed with that yeah no um Yes, that's a shame. That is a shame. And, you know, just, just for uh, comparison's sake, um, Vermintide 2, you know, Fat Shark's last uh, last game, scored an 83. Yeah. You know, so it's quite, it's a fair dip in quality. You'd expect kind of a similar or an upgrade, but clearly mm. this was pushed out the door for some reason. Yeah. On PC. It may be even, you know, we we keep saying that it's disappointed it got this uh delayed on xbox but maybe you know it literally turned up at matt booty's doorstep or whoever it is that manages these sorts of deals yeah. and they were like no <laughs> polish this up yeah and then come back to us we can't have this dropping on game pass but then surely they would have delayed it to for the games past pc as well like why would they want a tart the, yeah. the game to release kind of not ready for games pass on pc but not for games pass on xbox yeah. But maybe Xbox was just even worse. Yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, you know, I'm still holding my hopes up that this game with a couple patches will be, it will be that sort of low to mid 80s game we were hoping for. That that itch we've been waiting for since Vermintide Two, um, and hopefully they iron out a lot of this stuff and release it with that latest patch and these latest fixes with the Xbox release from day one. Um, so. That's what I'm hoping, but yeah, ultimately, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty disappointed. Um, but I'm still looking forward to it. Like, it's still a game I'm gonna play. Um, but yeah, just, just a bit disappointed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then on the flip side of this, we've got, you know, I, I would say surprising. I mean, I think it was for surprising for a lot of people. It wasn't for me. I, I think I had it pretty fairly pinned since it's been revealed. Is Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns. Um, which is at an 83. It's settled at an 83, I think. Um, yeah. Which is great for my fantasy critic that I've already lost because I chose Redfall and Starfield. You fuck me, oh, right? Um, but, you know, yeah, you know, maybe I can climb up from 6th to 5th, so that'll be fine. But, um, yeah, that's... I think we've all heard similar things, right? The narrative side of things is a bit hit and miss depending on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, the talking to the NPCs and, you know, being your own character and everything is a bit... It, it just depends on who you ask. But the mm-hmm. actual gameplay, very Slay the Spire, you know, um, inspired. Solid animation work. You know, it looks... It looks whenever I turn it on to watch someone show me gameplay, I think it looks really good. Yeah in game like fun like i'd say the fights look good but like i don't know dude when you're walking around and you're talking talking to characters and stuff i don't want to be a graphic star but that shit looks ps2 man when you're just like no yeah no i i don't mean graphics yeah i I just mean like you know fun i think like graphics and lighting and definitely animations i would agree with you look actually pretty good mid-combat like it you don't notice it nearly as much it's just really jarring when you're just like walking around like this 
um this hub area and talking to characters that's when it becomes very alarming the the this shit yeah. really doesn't look that great uh and i know that shouldn't take away from a game but like it's especially jarring in those segments um but yeah i mean they definitely did a good job animation wise and like like mid fight um mid fight graphics and stuff like that it looks it looks pretty damn good like it looks fine yeah um uh, that's what you want to have a game at the end of the day is good gameplay and good looking gameplay so yeah <clears throat> it's definitely on my uh, on my watch list if that game ever turns up on game pass that'll be an easy an easy play not sure i'm ready to drop money on it right now um even though i just said earlier in the show that i was kind of feeling a turn-based game it's just a lot you know it's a lot. a lot i could not spend money on as well yeah octopath traveler like you said is still there persona 5 is still there i started that and i haven't gone back to it in a while yeah if it goes on a nice little sale over christmas which is unlikely because it's reviewed pretty nicely like right out the gates but yeah and next year again it's like i'm either going to play that game this year or i'm going to struggle to find a time for it next year so like that's also kind of making me want to buy it a little bit um but i don't know Yeah, yeah yeah I'll see. I'll see if it goes on like a Christmas flash sale. You you, you kind of never know. If they could knock off like fifteen, maybe twenty percent, maybe I'd buy it. Yeah, seems like that sort of game. Yeah, but you know, for for Axis, uh, I don't really think I've made a bad game yet. Uh, I do think their engine is starting to get a bit outdated. I don't know if they use something proprietary or they've just been using Unreal. I, I really don't know. Uh, but even like XCOM Two was like a bit rough looking yeah <laughs> like it was fine for what it is and what it needed to be but it, it was still a bit rough looking then and you know i, I you can still feel it in midnight sun so yeah that's yeah, good another good marvel game that's great mm-hmm. and we're, we're getting into a good cadence of these actually being done well and that's that's good that's good absolutely uh doom and Geralt are in fortnight tim isn't that great? Doom guys running around, lopping heads off, blowing people's bowels out of their back. Yeah, it's cool stuff. They've already... Well, he's not doing that, is he, in Fortnite? He's fucking flossing, <laughs> let's be real. This... <laughs> man, flossing with your guts? Yeah. With your entrails? <laughs> it's cool. Great. They're in Fortnite. Fucking whoop de doo I love it. I guess I've come to the point now where my childhood has been crushed enough seeing... Vegeta and Goku do fucking <laughs> stupid ass dances. Yeah, they do the orange soda or whatever it is. Yeah, I just it's heartbreaking to me, but it's it's kind of cool for people who play Fortnite to see these characters in there. But for me, I look at it and I just think cringe personally. But that's just me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you think that when they're like doing a stupid dance, but I think it is quite cool seeing them like reimagined in Fortnite. I don't know. I think it's quite cute. Like. They've got like a, you know, they've got like a, a different umbrella, you know. Uh, Doom guy could use like a, a caco, cacao demon. What are they called? You know, the puffy thing. Yeah, Is that what they're called? Demons. Cocoa demon? Hot cocoa Cocoa? Demons. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, or, he, you know, a Geralt. I don't know. What would Geralt use? Like uh, a, a bloater. A <laughs> bloater? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that came out of you fast. <laughs> okay. yeah. I like it. Thanks, man. You could use maybe you could use acne. 
<laughs> you'd like be like, be like agony. Iron Man. You're like agony. No, igni, igni, igni. Agony. You get igni down. Yeah. Like, like Iron Man is way. You could do. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <sighs> I've got. I'm going to ask anyway. I, I was like, I was really debating whether I shouldn't should or should not say that and if you like rewind the last 30 seconds you'll really see the struggle in my eyes as i decided if i should ask you or not but tim who what what xbox character would you like to see in Fortnite? fuck off man (laughs) i'm done with this stupid podcast i'm a podcast host this is what i do it's become a fucking (laughs) shitty clickbaity experience and i'm out dude um i don't know man give me what, what what would be the least offensive? <laughs> Give me a sec. Okay, we'll do. You can do it, buddy. I'm trying to think of something that could be quite. Don't funny. say a car. Um, yeah. No, I'm trying to think of something. Don't say it. Don't say it. Like a Honda Civic or something. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking of saying like they could just fucking just straight up scan Phil Spencer in there, but like <laughs> Oh wow. Funny. But no, let's go with uh um, Let's go with uh Aviva let's go with Aviva Pinata. Let's go with a pinata. That's a I want one. I want yeah, that's a good one. to be running around as a pinata. Yeah. That's a good one. Thanks. Aren't there, hang on. There's already there's already pinatas in Fortnite. Their love. You're going to cause. But they are pinatas, technically, yeah. But, like, I want a Viva pinata. Are they the sa- is that the same thing? It's a pinata, just a stuffed llama. I think, generally the speaking, I think... animal is a pinata. I think a pinata can be anything. A pinata is just a type of thing. But I think, generally, stereotypically, I think a llama is the animal people make by default, yeah. Or some it's some kind of So horse. hang on. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Alpaca. A donkey. Donkey. Like, because would it would it be weird if we just because it no, because that is a bit weird. Because if you just had like a dog, like an Alsatian, he just started smacking it. That is weird all of a sudden, you know? He's a cat. Just start smacking it. All of a sudden, things are a bit weird. Oh, but you're okay to smack a donkey. You know what? Yes, I'm, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I'm I'm just observing, right? What would your character be, man? Stop hating on mine. No, there's nothing wrong with yours. It's just it's opened up a, a bag of Pinata. of worms. I wasn't expecting to be opened. <laughs> yeah, that was that was supposed to be open today. Um, yes, um. I was going to say like Ori or something, but you know I don't know how closely associated Ori is with Xbox anymore because we won't really be getting another one. But I, I like the idea of Ori. Did you play that again, or is that another game you've just dropped like a sack of shit? You know what? I'm tired of being gaslit. Uh, yeah, I, I have played it again recently. Yeah, but I'm not actively playing it though. No. Cool. <laughs> you will be Ori. Maybe uh, Joanna Dark. Oh, Maybe uh, try to impress. Well, you know, I'm just drawing on my vast knowledge of Xbox 
dorm, dormant Xbox IP. I guess it's not dormant. Let's go on to the next subject. The yeah. next sub, the next topic is Tim. It's something we are going to be swinging back around to, but it's around uh, Indiana Jones, the upcoming Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, what have him? Has he already been in the game? Don't know. Don't play Fortnite. Shouldn't have really asked, should I? Really? Shouldn't have really made it yeah. a topic. He might be. Here we are, you know. Yeah. Um. And so, so what happened this week is that Todd Howard, the God Todd Howard, um, was interviewed. He had a, in like a two and a half long in, uh, hour long interview with Lex Friedman on YouTube, and um, they spoke about Starfield. They spoke about a lot of things. <clears throat> And they just very briefly touched on Indiana Jones. And so I just thought I'd put that here, this here in light as the last honorable mention, because uh, they, they had a new project lead join this week. So it's just, you know, good good timing to, to bring it up. But in the interview, Top described uh, Indiana Jones not only as a love letter to the franchise, but also as a unique genre mashup. And I, you know, for audio listeners, I'm doing big old obnoxious air quotes. Uh, yeah. Unique genre mashup. Uh, which that frightens me a little bit. Got to be honest with you. A little it's like bit. Battle toads. Saying so near automata. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we have no idea what type of game this is going to be, right? Um, <clears throat> maybe it's just like combining the action adventure with. <sighs> Racing. Maybe Indiana Jones hits the track, hits the road, pedal to the metal. Yeah, you're like Indiana, Indiana Jones car. So, like, because obviously the big, the big controversy, or I guess the big point of contention is that uh, machine games are making are making the game, and machine games, of course, are responsible mainly for the Wolfenstein series, which is a first person shooter, okay. and. You know, Indiana Jones, it feels a bit weird as a first-person shooter. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem right, does it? You you could. Like, you could. Definitely could. But, you know, so so the question then becomes, you know, is it, is, is, is it primarily a third? Is it primarily first? And when Todd is saying genre mashup, do they just mean because there is driving segments and then there is, you know, run away from the big boulder in, in the cave segments? Mm. And there is... Uh, Tetris sections, you know what? Yeah, yeah really, yeah. could beat me anything. Well, I was yeah. expecting the, the yeah. Tetris to be in the game anyway, but the others, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if it released it, you know, like when uh, Mortal Kombat did like their puzzle fighter, imagine if it was just that. You remember that? Oh, what a game! What a game, yeah. Wasn't that a mini game? Was it a mini game in the game? I don't know. I feel like it was its own thing. It was like an Xbox arcade game. I feel like it was its own title. Was it? Yeah. Um, but it was great, dude. I love that game. Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What was it called? Uh, I think it was just called like Puzzle Mortal Combat, Puzzle Combat or something. Mortal Puzzle Combat. Or... Pretty sure I had the word in it. Puzzle. But yeah. Makes makes sense. Yeah, it says that on the tin. That's fine. So, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a reveal for Indiana Jones. Well, there's a bit of a reveal, but maybe we'll get a bit more in 2023. I doubt we see anything at the Game Awards, but you know, who knows? Uh, and then maybe that will give us a bit more of a of a clue. But until then, it will remain a big fat mystery that Todd has once again dangled in front of us. 
Mm. Go, Todd. You go, Todd. <clears throat> I am a Todd simp. Okay. Right. On to the main stories for today, of which there are four-ish. Yeah, depending on, you know, on your perception, on your interpretation, there's four. Well, I need to have like a certain perception level, do I? This is a really staff. <laughs> yeah, it's like episode. a skill check. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's right. Perception, do I? <laughs> That's right. Uh, and, and so the first thing was really, it was something that happened kind of late, uh, like late after the show last week. So we just missed it, which was a bit annoying. So it would have been a good thing to staple onto the back of that show. But um, it was supposedly, right, you know, surrounding with everything that's come out around the ABK deal. Um, Sony has offered to put PS Plus on Xbox. You know, it's kind of maybe a compromise or a middle ground for, for you know, oh, you can put Game Pass on PlayStation if we can put PS Plus on, on Xbox. And supposedly Xbox declined. And um, I had like kind of a, a bit of euphoria when I read this. You know, I had like an awakening because I was like, you know, actually, yeah. <laughs> like, if if I could get access to PS Plus Game Pass and, you know, Nintendo service, regardless of what platform I chose, that'd be great. I don't know. It's just, I never thought of that. I never, for, for whatever reason, I never thought of the idea that other services could go to Xbox rather than just trying to get Game Pass everywhere else. Um, that just seems like a good solution to me. Sony gets access to all the Xbox users who would otherwise probably not buy a PlayStation. Mm. You know? I don't know. Are, are there downsides here that I'm missing? It makes you, it makes me think like what it would do to hardware sales. Yeah, but like apart from that, I mean, yeah, obviously it's it's very beneficial for the for the um, for the user, of course, for us um, to have everything and just be like, you know, I can just buy one console um, and then just choose where I want to put my 20 pound subscription to you know do i want to be an xbox main or a playstation main or if i'm loaded i can have them both you know like um yeah definitely it's only beneficial to us i just wonder what that would do to hardware sales and like production of hardware in the future like how would the innovation of consoles go moving forward when really all that's behind it is just it would just be sheer power, wouldn't it? Everyone would just outdo themselves with only power, knowing that that would be the console people buy and they can have access to whatever they want anyway. Yeah. Um, well, that's right. In my mind, this would drive more innovation and R&D in the console and accessory space, hmm. you know? Because no, for true. a while now, consoles have kind of just been like, just crank it up another notch, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of it. Oh, that's great. You know, that is great. But, you know, you look at Switch compared to everything else. It's like, it's a portable console, but it's also not. <laughs> you, know, yeah. uh, you know, there's less. Uh, Sony have done great with the DualSense. You know, there's good innovation there. You know, there's more to do on the accessory sides. Again, PlayStation are pushing for that with um, more of their VR stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, but and I guess like the other side of this is that the way I was envisioning it is that they would like, let's just, you know, for the sake of argument, let's just chop chop it down to just 
PlayStation and Xbox offering their services on one another's console is that they wouldn't have any of the third party games, you know, that that we have on uh, you know on Game Pass. It would be just you know you'd go to the store and it would say Xbox Game Pass first party catalog, mm-hmm. and you'd have access to X amount of first party games and maybe you know as an incentive to continue to buy the platform that these games are made for those sub services would be trimmed or they would be time limited like more time limited or they would be delayed you know it will come out first on the playstation but if you wait three to six months uh you can play on your xbox on the ps plus service which is what playstation is doing to its own users anyway but you yeah. know for game pass they could do that as well uh, and i just feel like there's a lot of tinkering they could do with how they offer their own service on a competitor's console to maximize their own console sales you know what i mean i think i know what you mean yeah it's kind of confusing but i think i i I think i know what you mean um and and yeah i definitely see what you mean on the on the on the accessory driving um hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Innovation, like side of things, it would force people to, it would force hands to do that sort of thing, wouldn't it? And Xbox has been lacking in that area for a little while, I think. So, like, if this were to like release to market like tomorrow, like this news, like every you can just get everything on any game, you know. I think, I think a lot. I think PS PlayStation sales would go up pretty dramatically just because it is the console that's innovated more this year with its controller and like upcoming VR and stuff. So people would just like, I could buy like any hardware and have everything access to xbox games and playstation games anyway i'm gonna buy the one that is more more innovative in in areas where the other isn't right yeah i i guess yeah and it's a fair point i, I guess the one area that we've maybe missed is kind of like features and services and, and arguably value you know you could still argue the game pass is still a a feature you know game pass is still considered the better service so you would still be saving you'd still get more bang for your buck with game pass because of all the third party offerings and deals that xbox do for you know day one dark tide day one pentiment oh pentiment's first buy but you know what i mean uh playtale requiem things like that uh you'd still get more value because of that so that would still be a draw to the console then you've got things like quick resume you've got things like uh smart delivery you know so and so that that would be another angle is i think it would drive innovation in features you know maybe we'd finally get that achievement over overhaul that we'd actually you know do something maybe the avatar overhaul you know so we'd put a lot more emphasis on what the console could do yeah right uh so 
yeah, 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 it'll be an interesting world. And it's not happening. Clearly, it's not happening. You know, mm. and it is. It's a bit annoying because because <clears throat> you know that I guess I'm I'm a bit biased. I hadn't even considered the fact that the PlayStation would even want to make that offer. You know, whether they were actually making it, you know, in good faith or they were just, you know, they knew it would be turned down and, you know, yeah. you can now use it as leverage in, in the deal. Uh, <clears throat> because it, it doesn't fit with so, or at least Sony's, you know, uh, public facing strategy is that, you know, exclusives are important and generations matter, uh, you know, all this, that, and the other. It doesn't fit with that strategy, really. So for them, this is quite surprising to me for them to be like, oh, yeah, we offered to put PS Plus on Xbox. So it kind mm-hmm. of, and it also makes me think as well, like how badly shafted would some of these games be? And also how would it work? Because like, I could see a world where it's easy for Xbox because they're just like, yeah, you can just stream it. You know, technically you have access to Starfield on your PS5 if you, you know, have the, have the subscription, but mm-hmm. you know, you stream it. We haven't built the game for the PS5, so you're True. not playing it natively, but you can stream it. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, maybe in another year, two, three, four, when streaming is like ace, that it would be fine. But whereas PlayStation would have to build it natively, mm. uh, you know, so, or port it over themselves. And that would be, you know, that would cost. And that means the subscription would probably have to be more expensive. And I think Sony would like really gimp it as well to make sure that somebody who primarily wants to play Sony sorts of games would still go to the PlayStation console as their first yeah. port of call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there would definitely be lots of um, subclause to this and lots of shit going on in the background. Yeah. It wouldn't be as easy as just, you have our stuff, we have your stuff. Yeah, like 100%. They're going to want to pull <laughs> people over to their hardware for some some reason or, or, or another. There will be multiple reasons, whether it's hardware, software-related, feature-related. You know, they're going to try and hit all the marks to get someone to buy their console um over theirs uh so yeah i mean it's no like you said it's never going to happen but it wouldn't people looking in at this and just being like oh why did they decline it like this could have been a perfect world it's like yeah but like there's a lot more to it than just the was it really (laughs) sony were like have these games and xbox were like no (laughs) it wasn't just as simple (laughs) as that (laughs) yeah it never would be but yeah yeah and that's why you know a lot of this is kind of leverage at this point but like i do like that idea i think that is like a good start to like this kind of world where there's a lot of softened exclusivity like hard you know hard exclusivity is is the way we're going really you know yeah with especially all these acquisitions and i think that we've had this conversation before about oh it drives competition it's good for everyone it's like well you know speak for yourself you know it depends you know it depends. It's it's not always that clear cut. Like you know, if you, if you lose a game franchise you love, you know, tell me that that's good. You know, yeah. Of course, you can go and buy the other console as well. But you know, there what the cost to you? Like, there's a material cost to you. Then you know, so mm-hmm. how has that worked out for you? You know, you could you could argue there's this ambiguous long run benefit, but it, it just depends, I guess. You know, it's just what I'm saying. So yeah, very interesting. Yeah, definitely. So. Big Black Friday. Did, did we did we talk about Black Friday already? Did you have we spoken? I don't think we have. Have we? Have you, did you buy anything for Black Friday? Uh, no. I mean, I bought my Xbox Series S, which was technically it was oh, in, yeah. it was in an uh, I bought it in an early Black Friday deal. Um, 
and then i actually funnily enough i just got an email from them which is like we've refunded you 99p because we reduced it even further on black friday so <laughs> i got 99p yeah. so um <laughs> big bucks yeah so that i technically bought that um on black friday which actually is the entire point of this story <laughs> right deck wait what this is story it? what do you mean oh oh fuck i misread it <laughs> I, thought, it a <laughs> I thought i thought i i just read it as just xboxes were the most sought after like like xbox yeah. next generation consoles but not xbox series x is it fuck's sake it was a really good effort no i like i like where your head's at with this that is segue. why i'm only the, the producer i'm not the host <laughs> <laughs> well you know speaking speaking of producing you know xbox series x was one of the most produced and sold and bought and sought I'm after items in black now. friday I, I'm not just talking about gaming. I'm talking about all items on all of Amazon. There's a lot of them. There's a, at least, you know, you could count it on probably a couple of thousand hands. All of them. Xbox is one of one of the most. I think it was the it was a one of those the top two. I think. Hang on, let me check my notes, see if there's anything anything else. Nope, that's it. That's all I put. So <laughs> it was it was I think it was the second most from what I remember seeing. Um PlayStation 5 wasn't even in the top five. Switch was there somewhere, I think. I'm not throwing shade, you know, it's just how it is, you know. We're an Xbox podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> so it's, not, it's not BM, it's just I'm just saying how it is, you know. Uh, which is obviously, you know, this wouldn't I don't think this would be immensely surprising that um, maybe I don't know, I feel like Xbox has always performed really well on Black Friday because they're currently the less dominant console, so people snap them up as their secondary console. But yeah. there are two things that make this really surprising. Firstly, is that it was the Series X, not the yeah, S. That's true. And the S was on a crazy deal. Yeah. At least in the UK. The second thing is that this is within two weeks of God of War Ragnarok launching. Mm. That's kind of crazy to me. Like that, I would have thought those bundles would have been selling like hotcakes. Maybe it became a supply issue again. I don't know if Xbox just have more supply now. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do, generally. I think they do as well. Uh, you know, which begs the question, you know, if, if they both had even supply with these with these numbers have been different. And I would have liked, you know, I, yes, I suppose, but like this still surprises me. Like, I don't know. It, it, it just strikes me as really bizarre it, it is bizarre um especially when you like you said the whole like god of war thing releasing um like in this in this time space it's yeah it doesn't make much sense the only thing that makes sense is like you said is people snap it up as their secondary console or it's more like a, along the lines of uh, you know i want a ps5 um but obviously supply issues i was going to get an xbox series x at some point anyway but and they're not having supply issues right now they're on a black friday deal i'm just gonna buy one now you know i i ideally they these people might have liked a playstation 5 um first but they were going to get a series x anyway but yeah supply and just the timing of black friday deals they ended up just getting this so yeah I think that's what it properly comes down to, but it's hard to say. Yeah, well, good, good, good for you, everyone out there who got their hands on a Series X. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and you know that's the you know the, the, the other side of it is that you know Xbox has had a really weak year. <laughs> 
you know, who's looking at all the articles written about this the Xbox this year and be like, I've got to get one of those. Yeah, true. Well, there's a lot of articles for the future and 2023 and 2023 <laughs> is right, just around yeah. the corner. So um, bear that in mind as well. But yeah, our year yeah, has been so... pretty weak. Halo's got Forge now though. So let's go. That is true. It does have Forge. Speaking of Forge and the game that it is currently in, which is Halo Infinite, uh, 343's multiplayer director uh, recently left the team uh, after being at, uh, on Halo for 11 and a half years. Tom French was the guy with a big beard. Do you remember him? You might remember I do. Him. Yeah, I know, I know the guy. Yeah. Uh, always seemed like a really cool bloke. Uh, so, you know, and I don't think this is really... I was like, uh, should I should I bother even putting this in the notes? But uh, I thought it was worth touching on, maybe just a, a place to have a quick pit stop about Halo, you know, with Forge and kind of get a temperature check on like, you know, do, are you seeing Forge clips go around? Like, what's your feel on the internet's feel of Infinite post-winter update, which was, you know, beginning of, no, halfway through November, something like that yeah i'm not gonna lie i haven't really seen anything about Halo infinite's winter update um on like my youtube feed or anything like that and i watch quite a lot of content creators that don't necessarily cover it as like a main game but they do upload videos on it and have in the past and weirdly enough my feed has been getting fucking smashed with battlefield 2042 and their new update and people are playing that, and I've watched videos on it, and I see videos all over my feed on that, but I don't for the Halo Infinite Winter Update overhaul and Forge and stuff like that. So, in that sense, I don't know, it still seems kind of quiet to me, um, but I, from like an actual numbers perspective, I, I really don't know how well this is hitting. Um, but yeah, I've seen a resurgence on something like Battlefield, but not Halo, which I don't know if that's worrying, but... Yeah, I think like uh, Battlefield 2042 is definitely having its moment uh, at the moment. Uh, you know, it's hard to say how. I, I haven't I haven't played it, and I haven't really seen much about it. Uh, but I know, you know, I've got two friends who have been playing it myself, and I have seen some chatter about it. I, I follow quite a few people who cover Halo stuff on Twitter, so it's quite hard for me to get a. A sort of a clear take on it but what i think what is clear is that the initial launch of forge hasn't had an enormous effect yeah. uh i definitely have seen a lot of very cool stuff like on my feed uh you know that you would imagine like a lot of the stuff is crazy i you know I, it, it even prompted me to boot the game back up and download a couple of things i think i mentioned it a couple of weeks back yeah, yeah on the podcast did. yeah uh but yeah, it doesn't seem to have had like the massive rejuvenating effect. But the problem is that, you know, I see because as always, people are out there comparing Steam numbers. Like Halo still isn't, uh, you know, it still isn't a PC franchise. You know, if we had Xbox numbers, I think it would be more accurate because Steam, like, like I said on Steam, Battlefield 2042 is having a little bit of a resurgence. Not a lot of loads, don't get me wrong, but it's like in the 15K region, whereas I think Halo. Uh, on Steam fluctuates between like five and eight, maybe five thousand and eight thousand on Steam. So it's really low, mm. uh, but it's still in like the top twenties or top twenty-five on Xbox most played. You know, it's in the same region as like 
Destiny 2 mm. on, on Xbox. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I, I think it's one of those things that I, I think it's always going to be one of those things that slowly builds itself back up uh, because all the things for Forge are there right now and all it will take is a couple of updates at a good cadence to advertise it. You know, maybe when the next update rolls around in, uh, I think it's March, there'll be, you know, some landmark Forge maps so they can say, this was made in Forge. You know, look at this custom game that's so fun and look at this new weapon that's being added to the sandbox and this new piece of equipment and these two new dev-made maps and these four new uh, Forge-made maps. And, you know, wow, look at the size of this package. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and, and the next one is in three months' time in May. Something yeah. like you know, May or June. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what they need. They need a steady cadence. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think with more updates, Halo is just going to bring more and more people in. Um, as appealing as something like Forge is, and like I think they added career progression as well for this one, didn't they? Like match XP. No career career progression isn't in yet. Match XP is not in yet. Like the whole like match XP up. as in you get XP you get xp for performance and just playing rather than challenges oh okay battle passes yeah okay um but yeah i think when that sort of stuff sort of comes in with with later releases um that are on track and don't get delayed um that on top of like you know the the slab that is like forge and all that sort of stuff i think will make it more appealing because people need to come back. People don't want to just come back and goof off on Halo. Like, sure, that's fun and people enjoy that. But people want to come back and experience Halo as as the package they want it to be, you know. And how it used to be in Halo Three, the ability to dip in and out to just be like, oh, let's play some, let's play some social Slayer, let's play some BTB, let's play some multi team. Oh, I kind of bored of sweat out now. Let's hop in Forge, you know, all that sort of stuff. Bouncing between those two. Um, I don't think people are enjoying bouncing between the two in Infinite yet, still, you know. Um, I think it's kind of one or the other, or just one. So, uh, yeah, I think with with later releases, hopefully it starts to see um, see an increase. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not enough to bring me back. I haven't, in all honesty, I haven't even been close to booting up Halo Infinite. So, yeah. Like I said, I, I've booted out for custom games. Um... Like, I want to play some of them, to be honest. Uh, the multiplayer I don't really care about right now because I just am more into Overwatch. Uh, like, I, Halo really missed its chance to hook me in 2022 and probably 2023 um, until it really gets gets going and starts firing all cylinders again. Uh, but, you know, that happens. That's just... Yeah. You know, unfortunately, that's what happens with some of these live, uh, live services. Um, and Overwatch, like even if Overwatch and Halo Infinite had released at the same time, Overwatch would have always been my preferred multiplayer shooter. Um, but yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, so supposedly, well, let me start by saying this: Serbia, our good friends over at Serbia, yeah, love them. Shout out to Serbia, approved the ABK deal. Oh, let's go. You know. Salute to you, Serbia. They approve anything. Serbia is a pretty crazy country. <laughs> um, um, however, you might think that's good news. Well, that is good news, but you might think that is o- there's only good news, but there's not, of course, in this roller coaster of you know, it's hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> supposedly, 
Microsoft are due to offer concessions to the EU regulatory body soon, and that can, those concessions uh, are a 10-year non-exclusivity deal over Call of Duty with PlayStation. Uh, this is coming from insiders, quote air quotes, at Reuters. Uh, so, we, so we don't really know, to, to, but I think this has been corroborated a little bit. Uh, so this was following on from the story last week that Xbox had publicly said that they've offered 10 years and Sony hadn't publicly, uh, oh no, they declined to uh, respond. Yeah, yeah. When journalists follow up, they're like, yeah, nah, didn't happen. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, so, Tim, are we like, can, can we, is, is, if you, if you're Jim Ryan, you own Sony, evil Microsoft is buying up, gobbling up your cereal, your Call of Duty. And he comes to shooter. you and he says, no, no. And he comes to you and he says, he says, Listen here, Jimmy boy, I give you three years. Three years to whip up a card, competitor. We won't do it. We probably won't make it exclusive. But just in case you start being a little bitch, three years is what you get, like, guaranteed. And you say no. You say no. Three years not enough. No. So you go away. Who are you in this story? You're Jim. I go Jim. away. I'm Phil. <laughs> I speak with the board. I speak with the board. They say up into 10. I come back. And I say, listen here, Jimmy. I've thought about, I thought long and hard about what you've said, and I thought, wow, this is truly pathetic that you can't do it in three years. But so you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll over triple it. Ten years, ten years, no exclusivity. Uh, then, uh, then we can have this conversation again. How does that sound? What, what do you say? You come back here and only triple it. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> what the fuck's going on man i offered to put my playstation plus on your platform phil <laughs> this is unreal i want 20 yeah but you also put a pipe bomb under my fucking pillow you're admitting that fact maybe it boy. didn't do anything it only killed your dog your dog shouldn't be on the bed anyway phil anyway <laughs> i want 20 yeah, at least discipline. 20 minimum <laughs> yeah. i want cod until right. i'm I'm dead and I'm no longer working for Sony. Yeah. That's when you can yeah, have someone else's cold. fucking problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, um, it's probably how it That's got to be enough. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, apart um, from the pipe bomb thing, just disclaimer <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Funny guys, the pair of us, two, one, um, couple of goose eggs. Yeah, All I right. feel like it's 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 a sad time we have to disclaim our pipe bomb joke was actually a joke. Well, just in case. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't want to get like a DS, MCA from Sony. You don't want to get a yeah. pipe bomb yourself. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, so. <laughs> It's it's very generous, yeah. That, that's insane. Like I feel like ten years is such a long time in like the console space. Um, like, that's literally like potentially like another couple generations of consoles. That yes, are gonna be that's like that's like next gen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just easy. like yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, it's like probably a couple years into the next gen, um, the current gen right now um yeah like there's so much time to just whip up another competitor and like we said it's not like it's it's like 10 years and the rug we pulled under your feet like we've already said i keep saying we it's kind of toxic phil's already said um <laughs> our biggest sponsor <laughs> we phil has the xbox already nation said... bro <laughs> 
Phil <laughs> has already said that he wants to keep it multiplayer. It makes sense from a financial standpoint. So it's not like a ticking time bomb. Like you said, it's like yeah. it's in case Jimmy Boy doesn't play ball or like he just offers like one penny for card after 10 years. It's yeah. just like, yeah, cheers to exclusivity. Right. For the 11th year, we'll offer you a penny to keep it on our console. And Phil's like, yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and then he gets taken to court. Pipe bomb. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's generous. Uh, the the, the, the yeah. bottom line is that's, that's something they should take, I feel. Yeah, and this is like, this kind of comes back to one of my concerns that I spoke about last week, you know, of like, at what point is the, are the regulators going to be like, yep, yeah, that sounds good. Like, Sony, you should probably take that. Like, if Sony don't want to, but the regulators think it's fine, what happens then? Yeah, well, yeah, they like, just miss like, out on a 10-year deal. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, I, I feel like at some point the regulators are going to have to be like, no, I think that's probably okay. You should take that. And, you know, Jim's over there like sobbing into a but like a bucket of ice cream <laughs> like yeah no. but what about advanced warfare 2 <laughs> that was in the pipeline yeah. yeah oh no so yeah so I, and i feel like we must we must be approaching that you know that that line where the regulators are like i mean a decade bro like i, I know you bought me a yacht and you brought my son, you know, tickets to the bought to my Knicks son. game. But you're just gonna leave it there. <laughs> and you bought my son tickets to the Knicks game. Some breathing room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so much happier now that he's gone. You gave me a big wad of cash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Where was I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you I don't know. This whole thing's a joke. We're right on trend with it. This will really stress me out. No, you... Uh, embarrassing. Yeah. I embarrassing know. to do a podcast and not even be able to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> That's my line, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, so ultimately, yeah, I feel like the regulators, that's what I was saying. Yeah, the regulators have to be like, no, like, yeah, like if you don't accept this, they're just going to, like, tighten up on you. So, like, because like, then we start going into, like, 15 years territory, 20 years territory. Like, do you really need that much? And this and... is exclusivity on everything, right? Not just COD. So, like... No, this is just for fucking COD. Oh, it's just for COD. Okay. Uh... Yeah. And I guess that's the only upside to this, right? That there's so much focus on COD that, like, it kind of dilutes the other IP a little bit to the point yeah. where if there's a Diablo 5, Xbox are like, bang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you should have spoken about that. Yeah. Yeah. So you literally could be like, fuck, we forgot about Diablo. Oh, for God, fuck. Diablo. I forgot about Overwatch 3. God, we're idiots. God's God. dying off anyway. What's wrong with us? Yeah. Especially with the whole thing we spoke about last week with Bungie, you know, you literally own Bungie, like, yeah, like, and that's like at some point someone has to point that out. Like, I don't know if these regulators know that. Like, they'll they'll be able to see that Sony bought Bungie for six billion. They'll be like, oh, 
Bungie, that is not one of those things you jump off a cliff with. Yeah. Microsoft are like, yeah, maybe you should. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. expensive for a Bungie rope, Sony. No, yeah. Fucking Bungie literally made one yeah. of the most revolutionary FPSs ever, if not the most. Yeah. And they also yeah, have made right. Destiny, which is equally as kind of revolutionary. So, like, yeah, if you was to just be like, can you just make me another sugar? <laughs> They'd probably do a pretty good job. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And the only thing is, is that clearly Bungie have signed up to, with PlayStation, you know, with the stipulation that they want to remain multiplat because that was in big letters on the acquisition, you know, on the on Bungie's website. Yeah. And it kind of strikes me that they're, now that this is happening and like, you know, Sony don't have the leverage anymore. They don't have the leverage to to make an exclusive game. Yeah, like, yeah, sure, they can make a Bungie new IP first-person shooter and, you know, market it as a PlayStation game, get it on PlayStation Plus, but ultimately it's still not exclusive. Mm. That's your fault. That's your fault, isn't it? You know, uh, so, but we'll see. You know, maybe they wriggle their way out of that and they manage to do some exclusivity anyway. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, hopefully this, we're getting to that point now where everybody has pushed, poked each other enough and this is a, a sort of a middle ground, yeah, uh, for everyone. So the follow-up to this is that the FTC, the Federal Trade Federal Trade Federal Trade Federal Trade Federal. How slow are you Dang. at typing stuff into Google, man? <laughs> I know I forgot one. Commission! The Federal Trade <laughs> Commission <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, supposedly uh, ramping up for a lawsuit, for an antitrust lawsuit around the APK deal. You know, this is coming from Bloomberg, again, reported by a source familiar with the deal. Air quotes again, you know, it's not official. Uh, and this is because Xbox supposedly haven't made a remedy proposal to the FTC. You know, the previous thing we just spoke about was for the EU, mm-hmm. uh, which would suggest they're probably still okay with that internationally, but, you know, whatever. According to this story, there hasn't been a remedy proposal. Xbox then came out, you know, they puffed their chest out, you know, they like blew into their thumb, did the whole Popeye thing, yeah, yeah. so that their chest went really big. And they said, uh, you know, we're, we're, ready to, we're ready to go to court. We will do it for... For the players, you know? For the players. We will do this. Yeah, for the players. Uh, which I thought was quite funny because it's clearly Xbox well, remaining confident, firstly, but also being like, you better be sure you want to take this to court because we're going to fight for it. Like, yeah. we believe we've got good, good enough grounds to have this passed. Yeah. Especially with the deals that are on the table right now and being offered. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah, it, sh- it shows confidence. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it, really. I can't really say much more on it. Yeah, gloves are off, gloves are off, mate. That's where we're at. <clears throat> yeah, uh, okay. The last thing for this week, then, what time? How long has we been going on for? One hour 30 minutes. Oh, boy, that's lovely. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's great. Good job, everyone. Uh, and, it's, it's, and it's, you know, it's that part of the show 
before the final story and not halfway through the video like I always plan to do, but forget to remind you to like the video if you're listening. You know, if you're listening on a podcast service to maybe give us a review. Uh, you know, maybe consider subscribing. Come follow us on Twitter. That would be just just hunky dory. That'd be great. Thank yeah. you for your kind words uh, and support. Uh, yeah. Okay. Last story, Tim. Uh, circling back to that Todd Howard interview that we were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, they did a lot of talking about Starfield. Obviously, why wouldn't you? And there was a bit of an info dump here, you know. Um, uh, a lot of things to sp- to talk about uh, with this game. And you know, actually, I just uh, that's I sent you a little B roll, a little footage on uh, Discord. If you just want to like share your screen and boot it up. I don't know if it will just play on loop, but that'd be quite cool. But I, I saw that tweeted out, and that was from Colt Eastwood, one of the experts, uh, over over the pond, you know. Uh, and I forgot how good the game looks. Like, I legit, I was like, oh, yeah. Joke, because we speak about these things so abstractly all the time. Mm. And then when I actually see the game again, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I remember why I was so excited when we saw this, you know, live at the, at the showcase. Um, so no, we can have it on the B-roll in the background while we speak about this, but... Yeah, I'm sorry uh, now. Yeah, a couple of things to go over. Uh, the first thing is that Todd said that Xbox top engineers are helping with Starfield development on the Xbox Series and Xbox S in the moment. And this, uh, <clears throat> this kind of tied into one of, the, one of the larger points in the interview that Todd was saying, you know, how is it doing exclusivity, working with Xbox is kind of the leading platform now. Uh, and you know he said that to 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 one on one hand it's uh it's great just developing for xbox you know you know they can focus more resources on one platform and really squeezing the resources out of that um as evidenced by what he said here you know the top engineers are helping uh but the other side this is the first time that they've been like a platform seller you know, mm. so there's a, like a bit of extra pressure for them to really nail it because Xbox are expecting them to be this to be the marquee game of 2023, probably. You know, so with all that in mind, uh, like any kind of thoughts at all about that, like you know, Xbox helping out with development and Todd's thoughts on the exclusivity angle. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to lie. I was focused on getting all that to run in the background while you were talking. Um that's yeah, okay so yeah so you give me <laughs> boil, boil it down for me once more and i'll give you a response no problem buddy uh xbox is helping todd out Todd and the team out uh yeah. developing the starfield running on on the series x and s mm-hmm. uh todd has said that he likes making exclusives because okay. it's you know uh, helps them really trim down their resources and just focusing on one platform. But he's also said that the downside is that he uh, there's a lot more pressure to be the console seller for Xbox in 2023. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I I think it, you can argue that from both points, as as Todd um, proclaimed, because there is absolutely no doubt. Nobody can say that there is not just an insurmountable amount of pressure on Starfield to be an absolute bad There is. Like, yes. And I feel like that by default, even in Starfield, I don't want to sound like a little 
bitch here or like an Xbox bot or whatever. But like, I feel like even if Starfield is like a nine out of ten game, like the minor things wrong with it and like cr- criticisms are going to be looked into so much more, and we'll probably knock it down like a point, a point and a half, just based off that, just based off the amount of pressure that that's under this game to be like exceptional. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you could argue that from the fact that it is you know kind of it has taken on that mantle hasn't it to sort of be that next big shooter the xbox game the next big rpg exclusive to xbox you know xbox bought this company for this reason (laughs) it's just like that's right well no we didn't buy bethesda for starfield like we bought bethesda for bethesda but like people there's no doubt that people are thinking ah xbox Xbox bought Bethesda for this, so like, yeah. it better be a banger. Um, yeah. But I also do completely agree that from like a, a building standpoint and like a technical standpoint, I can imagine how much time it saves only having to build for like one technology stack and one platform. And, and you could really flesh out your game to be bigger and better um, than it ever could be if it was multi-plat. Um, which is actually, yeah, it's something I didn't really think I like kind of think about, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a Makes very sense. good point. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, I think it is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good point as well. Like you say uh, that, you know, there is going to be a lot of association here about like, like this is really Xbox's Xbox's chance to uh, show the world why these acquisitions acquisitions were worth making. Yeah. I think. Like this is, you know, we've had Pentiment, which is and Grounded, which are you know two smaller games from Obsidian, which have done really well. And you know, there's definitely a big success stories there because arguably those sort of games are the real fruits of of acquisitions, the ones that are risk, you know, that are quite yeah. risky and, and that funded. wouldn't be made. And you know, Josh yeah. Sawyer, yeah, yeah, that's right. Josh Sawyer spoke about this publicly in all the interviews he did in the in the run up to uh, to Pentiment coming out and and after the launch. You know, he said that this I don't think this would have like I, I made this in mind with Game Pass in mind, and you know, I, you know, I think it really helped being part of Xbox. You know, same with Grounded, you know, and, and that's great. But the, your wider audience is looking at these big titles, you know, and they want to see proof that why is Xbox gobbling all these studios up a good thing? Mm. And if this really lands, they can point to it, and all the, you know, uh, you know, all the consumers can point to it as, oh, well, look, you know. Look at look at how brilliant this worked out. You know they delayed the game, which maybe they wouldn't have been able to do when they were independent. They have uh, you know hundreds of well we we don't know the number, but you know lots of engineers helping on the game to get it all polished up. And you know it landed mid eighties, great, perfect. You know if it goes any higher than that, that would be wonderful. Uh, you know so so like you said, it, it's not just a, it's not just needing to nail it for Xbox as their as like being back in the triple a game because when was the last the last triple a game they really released was for uh forza and halo at the end of 2021 yeah definitely obviously just came out this year but you know for obvious reasons probably doesn't count mm-hmm. but it's also to show that bethesda can still make like cracking games because their last title was fallout 76 uh i think it was well it wasn't bethesda game studios actually but by largely by brand recognition you know that kind of tainted the studio a little bit. Uh, but also to show 
yeah, that that partnership, like, and Xbox's strategy, like, is it working? Because if it doesn't, if a game comes out and it's like mid seventies, people are absolutely going to be like, this should have been better. They should have been given more time. Xbox should have yeah. given this more money. Like, how how could they have all the money in the world and allow this to happen? Yeah, it's kind of like what happened with Halo a little bit. Yeah. The only thing is that the Halo difficulties have been long-standing, but like people said the same thing. Like, how could the multiplayer launch with you know without Forge and without co-op? You know, with all the money in the world. So, yeah, like you said, a lot of pressure, a lot of scrutiny for sure. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I thought it was it was just a, it was just an interesting little tidbit to hear from Todd himself that you know. And, and that that he that he feels that there's always been quite a good partnership between Xbox and Bethesda, you know, like with Morrowind and uh, Oblivion, you know, there's, there was exclusivity with those games as well. So mm. he feels that it is kind of uh, natural and, uh, and and it works for him, which is which is great. Yeah, definitely. So one of the more interesting things, and it's one it's one of the things I've got in the uh, in the thumbnail for today, is that Todd mentioned that there was there was like. Uh, that like star systems had levels attached to them so you know if we remember back in the you know back at the showcase we saw like a big zoom out moment and it's not there's not just tens of planets there's not just hundreds of planets there's mm. thousands of planets you know or over a thousand whatever it was mm. and he said that there are levels attached to them uh and he i think he described it's like a level 40 system you know presumably you level your character up to level 40 and you know <clears throat> they're leveled as such and this sparked a bit of a debate about like adaptive uh <clears throat> adaptive enemy leveling versus yeah. like fixed leveling. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you yeah. go to Alpha Centuri over there and you're gonna come across uh, you know, like a Tron Tron style human with like neon lightsabers and they're gonna ride around on motorcycles and they're gonna kick the shit out of you because they're hyperviolent and they're cannibals. And yeah. they're like level 38, and they're always level 38. Always, so you you better you got to come back there later. Versus, you know, I can go there and they'll be a bit harder. We one or two levels over my level, but you know, I could do it if I really wanted to. Yeah. What what's like? What sounds better to you here? Is this like the right direction? Do you think for them to be fixed? Um, I think personally, it, it's very it's very dependent on the game. Um, and I feel like Starfield is a very ex exploring heavy game and i feel like adaptive leveling might suit it a little bit more and the fact that it doesn't shackle you to just like going in a certain direction or like walking away from a planet you would have otherwise been interested in because it's too high a level for you you know it's it's a lot less restrictive if the game just adapts with you so you can kind of just go where you want and wait and wait like when you want without necessarily being um like hurt for it and i think but then it also works in the other way where it's it's cool to stumble across something that you're like oh shit i shouldn't be here that's really cool but i'm gonna pin this shit and come back later when i'm stronger and then you do get that cool feeling of being like oh you know you come back and then you start kicking the shit out of them and you're like okay i'm back boys you know you get that cool like power feeling um so like you can argue it both ways and I, I really think it's just it's dependent on the game flow. Um so I don't know. Like that was one of my main criticisms of the new Pokemon game is I was upset it didn't have adaptive leveling. So like even if I went to like a gym in a wrong order, like I go back to the bug gym at like level fifty 
and I'm like fighting level three Caterpies, and I'm like, well, this just sucks now. It's just a waste of my time. I just want to spam A and get through it. Um, <laughs> so like, it. I don't really know. It's really hard to say. Um, my answer is kind of inconclusive. In all honesty, I think there are positives and negatives to both. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely a fair point, isn't it? Because uh, <clears throat> like, I hadn't thought of it really being like you know, a detrimental the other way around, like, oh, you, you could come across systems that are really weak. But at the same time, I think that kind of fits with the world a bit. Like, yeah, you're going to come across some planets where there are just bugs, you know, that we feel, yeah. but they just breathe and they, and they shit and that's it. That's all they do. So like, yeah, and there's oh, resources, you know, you can, you just kill them and you get, <laughs> and you get gas sacks, you know? And uh, you know. so, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It does definitely depend on the flow of the game. I, I I don't think one is immensely better than the other, but generally I do prefer like fixed levels for that reason that you said. Like I, I like that I can go to areas and I'm like, wow, this is tough. And I kind of have to make that call on whether I think I can do it or not. Mm. But the game doesn't tell me. It doesn't, it's not like, oh, it's too high. And it doesn't put a skull icon there. It just it just tells me the levels. It's just like, look, look, you're 10 and that's 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 25. And I can just make that call as if I want to try this or not. Like, yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. But you're absolutely right about things scaling back up. You know, I think that is quite interesting. But thankfully, because it's such a big game, I think, you know, there is good opportunity for for it to just be fixed and you just come across planets as you, you know, as you see fit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I thought that was really interesting mm -hmm. something else that was said uh was around uh, the delay uh and kind of how that was really tough but ultimately the right thing to do uh he said that they wanted to say that they could get it done given the amount of work lift and the amount of time remaining but it was ultimately too much of a risk to the team the game the fans and xbox and you know it kind of comes it makes me think of that conversation like who who instigated the delay you know mm. did phil walk in one day and he was like look <laughs> i i paid a lot of money <laughs> i i have a, a serious dent in my xbox wallet yeah and uh this needs to slap you know i can see frame dipping here delay this <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you another year you know yeah or, or, or was Todd like, you know, actually we needed more time. Like this isn't going to be at the quality bar because like you said, he's feeling a bit more pressure. Like maybe that's executive, you know, maybe there's a bit more pressure from the top that he's not used to say, look, you, you know, you might usually get away with some bugs here and there, but we're battening down the hatches from 2023 onwards. And we need this to be, you know, really spick and span, you know? So like, mm -hmm. I, I think maybe that the most topical, point that relates to this conversation is kind of around the whole the frame rate yeah and how the, how you would feel about this game being 30 frames and you know or you know would another year allow them to have a 60 frame mode like i don't know because i think you could definitely argue that starfield was the first real next gen game that we're going to get yeah 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 100 is it if, like, if they confirmed it's it's running at 30 like for launch no that no no they haven't no no confirmations all we know is that the uh you know breakdowns of the trailer at the showcase were 30 and they yeah. it did have a drop every hit now and then it wasn't mm. awful but it did have a drop every now and then and it was generally around 30 yeah uh i mean i i said it a million times i'll say it again 60 is my preference 30 is 
30 is it's not fine 30 is not great but like i can i can look past it if there's a lot of meat to the game and there's a lot more bringing me to the game i can play a game at 30 that's fine i will not accept a game dipping below 30 um no that's kind of not cool that screams to me more time in the oven um at this stage of gaming and the power of the consoles we have and how even pc or whatever um these games should not be dipping below 30 um but yeah 60 (coughs) 60 is my preference um and if this game launches at 60 and it was a result of the delay i'm extremely happy with the delay I wasn't even that mad time with well the spent. delay anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, time well spent, yeah. I wasn't that mad with the delay anyway. Obviously, I was when it first happened. I was like, damn, that sucks. I was really looking forward to Starfield this year. But then immediately, like, I sat in it for like 30 seconds and I was like, I'm also so hyped for this game. And if it needs more time, it needs more time. I'd rather wait a little bit longer and have the game slap than have a fucking kind of shoddy, cucked experience. Um and that will always yeah. be my view on delays and frame rates and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, because there is a, you know, a, like a good 30, a good 30 frames per second. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you play games that are 30, but they feel like shit. And then other, like, I always mm. thought Destiny felt very good for a 30 frames game. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, because it was just, I, I think it's to do with the pacing. Maybe someone someone can correct me, but I think it's to do with the frame pacing, uh, and that that varies. You know, uh, you, you know, because even different games that are fixed thirty feel different sometimes. Uh, and I, I guess maybe you know, with the B roll that we've got going on on the background, if you're a video watcher right now, uh, like Tim, I wanted to like you seeing this again. Like, are you thinking, oh, this is performing really badly? Or like, what are you thinking, like, seeing this role again? Probably, uh, you probably haven't seen it in months, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it in ages. No, I know. Yeah, I mean, you can clearly see the dips and stuff, but no, watching this, like, back to back, it gets me excited for the game, like, generally. It doesn't look bad. Um, there are some dips no. here and there, um, but generally, it looks to be running quite smooth. Um, and those dips, yeah. are, you know, you'd like to think is why it, it got those delays for, for those dips. And maybe they are just looking to lock it at a solid 30, um, but just not have those hitches that you can see. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it looks great. Like, yeah, it's it, it's getting me excited watching this this again, for sure. Yeah. I'm getting a bit of it, actually additional context now. Now I'm watching it again because I can see there are different levels levels uh, by the health bars. Yeah. <laughs> and we just spoke about the level forty system, right? Uh, and you know, like I will say again, like I think this game like looks visually really good. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when I first saw it. I wasn't, but I think you know, having said that, I was thinking about this the other day. Bethesda have always made good looking environments. Their environments yeah. have always been good looking. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They, they've always directed them very, very well. Uh, so yeah, I'm the same as you. Seeing it again, I was like, "Oh wow, yeah!" Like I tweeted about this as well. I was like, "I forgot how good this looks." Actually, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of the conversation being around like frames and this and that, I forgot actually. This looks really good, regardless. But you are right. You know, I I am totally in agreement with you. Like I, by all means, have it 30 frames on on Series S if that's what needs to happen. But Series X, like there there needs to be a 60 frames option here, like. I understand this is a very big game and it's very resource intensive. It's, it's designed essentially for the Xbox at this point, you know, pretty much. Uh, <clears throat> so do what you need to do, but make sure there's a 60 frames mode. I, I will be disappointed if there isn't, Yeah. but 
like like you said, if there is a good fixed 30 frames mode, that will be okay, but it, I will be a bit disappointed. Because yeah. like I must say at the moment, like playing through God of War, there's a 60 frames option and a 30 frames option, you know. <clears throat> and it's just so nice playing that game at 60, especially because it's, you know, it's a very like reactive third person combat game. Yeah. Uh, and Starfield, I think, will feel the same. He's a first person, literally a first person shooter, you know? So mm. I'll be keeping a close eye on that. If we're really lucky, Tim, we might we might see something about Starfield at the Game Awards. We could on do. Thursday. We could do. It's not it's not impossible. It's not impossible. No. It's unlikely. The release date? It's not impossible. Yeah, because I mean it like tr- if if Redfall and Starfield are truly gonna be before next year's E3, then they need to announce it somewhere. And we might get a release date for both these games. That mm. would be really hype. I doubtful, but that would be really hype. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Be very hype. Uh, okay. And so tying into that conversation about kind of the performance and uh, kind of exploration a little bit, you know, one of the other big things that was spoken about, uh, if you remember, uh, around the reveal was, oh, there's so many planets, you know, think of all those empty planets. You know, that was like a, a big talking point, wasn't it? You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, they're all going to be empty. Yeah. Well, there was a bit more, a bit more of a talk about this. And, and Todd says that, uh, what was it? Is that like all of the, the, the whole game is generated in tiles. Like usually, and that's been going on for ages with Bethesda games. They make these tiles to look realistic, uh, to make them look like realistic landscapes, put them together and then wrap them around a planet. And then they build like kind of on top of that. So, you know, your golden path is going to have very highly detailed structures and lots of handcrafted stuff. And, I, you know, they've been working on this game a long time. So I don't doubt there's going to be lots and lots of handcrafted stuff. But then there's also going to be emptier planets with just resources, fart bugs, you know, yeah. uh, living toasters, you know, that sort of stuff. You know, so who knows, really? Uh did you have a problem with this? Because you're like, you know, with this being one of the things that we've spoken about at the reveal, like, do you have a problem no. with this kind of procedural generation? No, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I kind of expected it when they were just like, over oh, a thousand planets. I was just like, I wasn't one of those guys where I was just immediately went negative and was like, half of them will be empty, only five will be playable. But like, I was literally like, <laughs> it makes sense. You, you know, you, you're going to want planets that are just more re- resource intensive and then you can like plan your routes on on like journeys and stuff you could be like well i'm heading to this planet for like a mission and combat and stuff like that but like i already need like these sort of resources i know i can find them at these planets because i pinned them and it's just like really intensive resources i can find here and then you plan that like on a long route to like a mission or something like that like they still serve a purpose you know not every planet needs to provide you with some detailed ass storyline or a fucking alien that's lost his mum and you end up marrying it or whatever like we don't need any of that like as much as i do want that by the way that better be in the game (laughs) but yeah yeah. um yeah it's just those planets just being dull quote-unquote and resource intensive is needed for the game like flow to work better i feel so that's right yeah like like i think like there is an element of like it's been a long time since we've had a big rpg in this style like i said the last one i can really think of i like i don't really consider elden ring to be an rpg in this style the last one i can really think of was outer wilds uh and that was 
you know, double A in scope. Worlds, yeah, that's a Worlds. That was double A in scope. Uh, so, like, it's okay to have a big universe that you can kind of explore, you know. If you, ultimately, you don't want to have your time wasted, but, you know, a a less filled planet doesn't necessarily mean time wasted, you know. Yeah. Um, because obviously a big part of this game is exploration and that that comes with what it comes with so yeah that that, that remains to be seen really but i don't think in principle it's a particularly valid point until we have something we can actually cling to yeah yeah absolutely okay last point then. last point for starfield last point for the show and then we'll get out your hair but one of the final things that todd said around the game was that the tone of space travel. Don't forget, there's space travel. That's not even in the B-roll right now. You know, we're seeing lots of shooty shooty. You can fly your own ship. You can build your own ship. You take your own mm-hmm. your own cargo. You take your own crewmates. You can have sex in your ship. Yo. You do drugs in your ship. <laughs> All right. I'm not sure about these last <laughs> couple points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's untrustworthy uh, all of those things are confirmed all of those things are confirmed I'm, I, my dad works at works at Starfield <laughs> at Starfield right. well it that in itself Starfield. just discredits him completely how did I start this so, so the tone is that space travel should be should feel dangerous right um, mm-hmm. and they've dialed this they've dialed this back and forth during development and I thought that was quite interesting, you know, that going into space should feel dangerous because it's still like uncharted territory. You know, you're not going in there and killing everything you see. It's spooky. There are bandits. There are space police, maybe. You know. Mm. Uh, and I like that. I think that's a good tone to have. Me too. He also followed up by saying that uh, there's lots of environmental differences on planets, you know, which means you need different spacesuits that give buffs and against gases and toxicity and temperature so there you know i we're getting more like we heard before that a big part of the ship travel was less about fuel and running out of fuel in the middle of space but it's more that you upgrade your ship and now you can go further into space mm-hmm. and now you do your missions and then you upgrade you go further into space but there's also this other like element of it where you know you get these materials you go to the different planets you kill the fart bugs you stretch it over your helmet and now you uh infiltrate you know, you've got poison 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 resistance <laughs> you know stuff like that so lots of these rpg mechanics really coming together mm-hmm. um i'm definitely excited to it, the, the the more he spoke about this the more i was like we really didn't see much of this game did we <laughs> like no. we, you know we saw like a decent but like it didn't it didn't really give us much it like they gave us a bit on like the progression systems and the character creation uh but in terms of all that that sort of nuance like it's still a big question mark so you know it's a, it's really exciting stuff oh yeah definitely yeah there's there's so much to this game that we have not seen um and that is very exciting to me um and you know that that's what makes me think that we are we might see some of it you know in these upcoming events you know at games award uh game awards and stuff like that and any events moving forward in like early 2023, I think we're going to start seeing this game pop up a lot more often because I think there's just so much to cover to get people excited for the launch of this game. Um, so yeah, pretty buzzed, pretty buzzed, pretty buzzed. 
Well, if we're lucky, yeah, we hopefully will. Well, we might. I'm not going to say hopefully, but you know, I think it's a bit of a it's a bit of a long reach. But you know, if uh, yeah, it might if it happens, then uh, we might hear about it more this week. Which we are currently in discussions about streaming, which may or may not happen. It's very late for us, so if we don't, sorry, but it's in discussions. You know, it's, yeah. in, it's on the whiteboard. It's in the meeting room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's in our big like massive meeting room that we have. We discussed it with all our CEOs and everything like that. Yeah um our employees um, you wouldn't understand it it's very professional yeah, yeah just waiting on a couple please? employees oh <laughs> just waiting on a couple brand sponsorship oakley's yeah 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 <laughs> yeah wait and see if we get money, <laughs> the money from oakley's maybe that'll, maybe that'll fund the stream <laughs> for the night i don't know <laughs> i ain't doing that stream unless we get oakley's money <laughs> i'll tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> it's on the whiteboard we're meeting with the ceos having a bath from oakley's we're gonna sit down and get a coffee <laughs> just gonna hash it out business style you know smart cash yeah <laughs> a thousand okay. coffees per hour stream we're gonna give them out we're gonna give out oakley's on the stream yeah come by you might get a pair <laughs> We're giving one away every second, so you probably will get that. Yeah. I've only just started the jingle because that really caught me off guard. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry. That's great. You do great. Um okay, wonderful everyone. Thanks. You know, if if you if you joined us live, that's great, because this has been, you know, later than usual. But we hopefully we'll be back to normal time next week. Yeah. Um and we'll if we don't see you on Thursday for the for the game awards we'll see you on sunday to talk about everything that happened you know yeah. it'll be very exciting and it'll be crazy and we'll be angry i'll be angry i'll be really angry about everything that didn't get awarded that should have been awarded yeah and i'll be wearing my oakley's while i do it and if we're not there on sunday and stray <laughs> happen to get the some a lot of awards it's probably we've taken our own lives yeah. so yes yes we, we've done a double a double suicide in the in the uh bathroom in the chat sorry yeah Trigger warning, sorry. <laughs> In the chat. Oh, Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.